You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do send more, do send more, they tell you what they know. Do send more, do send more, do send more, the podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast, recording this late on a Friday night after the Sacramento Kings home opener. It ended up being a loss to the Golden State Warriors. It was 122 to 114. Steph Curry did his thing. He had 41 points in the last two games in Sacramento. The guys dropped 91 points. The Kings had to rally late to make it a game because De'Aaron Fox absolutely took over in the fourth quarter. He finished with 39 points, 22 of which came in the final frame, but the Kings weren't able to get it done after two disappointing quarters. The second and the third where they gave up 75 points. And believe it or not, the Sacramento Kings have only won one home opener in Golden One Center, and fans weren't there to see it. It oh. came... In December of 2020, when they beat the Phoenix Suns. So technically, fans have never, ever seen the Sacramento Kings win a home opener at Golden One Center. That streak continues. Shout out to Matt on Twitter for alerting me of that. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How you doing? I'm better than you. I'm definitely better than you. I'm fine. Why do you you say that right now? Because you allowed the second game of the season yeah. to get to you personally like per- like you took it per- like Steph Curry was not going this is for you Deuce Mason oh dagger in your face yeah. 41 points he wasn't doing that to you he was doing that to the Kings the guys on the team and I just want you to fully Thanks. understand that I-, I also want you to fully understand <laughs> something I said before the season is uh-huh. ringing true and I think the fans feel it now what the losses hurt much more now. And, and I, I think also it's early in the season. It's er, game two. I understand that. Now, I, did, is there a panic button here I'm hitting? No. But, I mean, we could play the... It's this early in the season. Sure. I, I'm just being completely honest about how I feel right now. Okay. Tonight was a huge disappointment. I appreciate the it, transparency. It's pretty simple, Morgan. You're on your home floor, a place you did not play well last year. Mm. 
And you're taking on a familiar foe, the Warriors that you've seen, it seems like 700 times in the last year. The last time they were here was game seven and Steph dropped 50. The Kings had a great first quarter in this game. And then second and third quarters were so disappointing. They tried to claw back and lost. I I just felt like the Kings, I felt like needed this type. They needed a win like this tonight. Obviously not a must win. We're game two. But I think... The number, it, it, it's simple. The Warriors have the Kings number right now. That's just the reality. They do. They do. And like, I mean, deal with it, right? Yeah. Like, like deal with, you saw, you saw them find ways against a different Warriors team in the postseason. They found ways to pull out the W in the playoffs. You saw that their defense was capable of not stopping Steph Curry, but slowing down maybe the rest of the team, right? Like there were those moments in the postseason that didn't carry on into tonight's game fully. I think like you said, in that first quarter, um, things felt pretty good. As soon as Steph Curry was sitting out, you said it was 17. It was tied at 17. He went out and then the Kings made a little bit of a run because the Warriors couldn't score. And then as soon as Steph Curry gets back on the floor and makes more happen, it becomes contagious sure it'd be what no i just i and i, I look at that tonight and, and i go there's just so many self-inflicted wounds Absolutely. and i know we're gonna go over all of it but the point you just brought up the warriors at times struggle in the non-steph minutes and then that first stint it was not good morgan mentioned it it was 17 17 around the 405 ish mark when he left the game in the first quarter the sub out the Kings led after 129-24. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I I just felt like everything was moving well. I thought the def- defense was pretty good. And then Steph does his thing. And I and the self-inflicted wound to me, and I know this guy didn't play a lot, especially yeah. in, the, in the second quarter. He didn't play at all. I, I, I just don't understand putting Kevin Herter on Steph Curry. What is that going to do for his confidence? What is that going to – and I saw a few times, like, everyone – it was – the mindset seemed like, and tell me if I'm wrong, it seemed like just switch. There's a lot, there's a lot more switching maybe going on. Cause it was like, Hey, whoever you have, you're kind of screwed no matter what. Like, but Steph Curry's the one that, you know, you want to make sure there's somebody glued to him at all times. So if you had to switch, switch, but yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't fully understand why, because that's not going to help Kevin Herter's confidence either. It's not going to slow down Steph Curry. Um, but there was nothing slowing down Steph Curry. You're talking about, I mean, there's, there was guys fronting him, Chris Duarte fronting him yeah. in the third quarter, but going back to Kevin Herter and his, if, I mean, let's just call it what it is. Disappointing 16 minutes that he had Oh, for five from three point land. He just, um, he's in his own head. Matt Barnes and I talked about on the post game show. Like, like it's, it's a confidence thing. And yeah, guarding Steph Curry isn't going to help that. That's exactly it. And he played the first six minutes of the game and then did not play the rest of the first half. Did you hear what De'Aaron and Keegan had to say about Kevin yeah, after the and game? I get that. They're being supportive teammates. And I, I dig that a lot. And I felt it though. Like I, I believe yeah. that they believe that too. Sure. And I, yes, yes. I mean, you want to help this guy through this. Yes. You know he's been a good it's player there. before, right? It's but there. like at this point, you're going, okay, you're not making shots. All right. We believe you can get out of yeah. it. Yeah. 
But defensively, I mean, they're just targeting him. And I think if you're going, hey, we're going to start the game and have Herder kind of defending stuff, I just don't understand that. Like, yeah. it, I understand that you're starting Fox and Herder, and they put Fox on CP3, and, and stuff got switched up too. And then Keegan's guarding CP3. But I, I just, I don't know, start Fox on him. Put Fox on Korea. I know it expands a lot of energy, but like, I, I need someone to check it and just make his life a little more challenging. And if we're going to talk about that with Steph, because. The, the only thing you could do is try to make life harder, and then mm -hmm. you live with the results, right? Yeah. The Kings tried to make life harder today, tonight. Chris Duarte did his best. He bodied him, played physical. Stuff does not stop moving. Yeah. The, the guy hits tough shots Please. after tough shot. I, I mean, he had that one drive where, I, God, I, I don't know if Davion Mitchell might have. did not did hit he, him. I, the amount of times I saw the replay up on the big screen, I was like, what? I he think got out of his no. Way. I think what he happened is he he, he breathed on him and it kind of that's Korea aside. But anyway, yeah, Korea this wild point. ass and one. Yeah, he had another three and one with Duarte. He got caught in there. So many deflate. Yeah. That that was the thing that happened to there toward the end. Was I mean not even toward the end. Just whenever Steph Curry was in, it was his shot making ability was deflating the Kings. But then on top of that, it was empowering the rest of this warrior squad. It didn't matter if Chris Paul was dropping dimes and finding the next guy, or if it was, I mean, who else had a big scoring game? I, I guess you could go to clay Thompson who was just feeling good in his shot and yeah, his rhythm. But clay also took good shots. Well, let's go, let's stick with Curry though. You got it. Curry ends up with 41 points. He did it on 14 of 19, seven of 10 from three point land. Yeah, I just, especially with how many, Fox has taken great strides defensively, in my mm. opinion. I just would have liked to see him check Steph a little more. Yeah. And especially, like, Steph, in, in that first quarter, set the tone. And and here's my other thing. Because we're so early in the season, it's not yeah. like we're like, oh, game 65, and you want to make sure that you got and feeling good in the postseason, or whatever, maybe your excuse. You want to make sure he's good in the fourth quarter. Because Matt made that point, too. Like, you want to make sure he has the right energy to do what he did in the fourth quarter. And I get that. But I think he's capable of doing both. And the only way he's going to get better at doing both is if yep. you have him have those actual minutes on Steph Curry. That is what's going to push him to get better um, and be able to have that energy all throughout the game. Again, it I can't even imagine having the energy to guard Steph and then do what De'Aaron Fox does. But yeah, it just seems like there's there's got to be more of a strategy there with that. And then tonight, the turnovers were just brutal mm. and, and and by the way warriors had more turnovers yep. tonight and if that became a factor later in the game the kings did i thought to their credit if we're going to talk about some of the stuff they did wrong defensively and some you know just not being able to check stuff at times right uh the trapping was pretty effective for them on steph in that game they definitely made some more defensive plays as they made that push and De'Aaron got going in the fourth quarter but ultimately golden state had 19 turnovers Turned into 18 points for Sacramento, okay? Dude. Sacramento had 14 turnovers, turned into 26 points. And, like, some of the turnovers were just, like, just bad passing, poor execution. This wasn't like, oh, man, what lockdown defense by Golden State, no. you know? And I just thought 
Again, there were self-inflicted wounds by Sacramento. Just attention to detail on a few of these things, right? Like it, it over dribbling too. Uh huh. Yeah, there was. There was. I I think there was a few times they were overthinking things, and um, you you saw that in the way that they were hesitating whether it was into a shot or into where they were going to pass the ball next, and not even like. Like doing the little thing that I always say, like fake a pass to make a pass, like make sure that you are playing your game. And I think their game, they are, they're so fundamentally sound for the most part. And tonight I just didn't see that out of this King squad. And yep. that's what led to even, even the Warriors doing a great job capitalizing off of those turnovers. Turnovers were obviously deflating, especially when they're knocking down big shots. The yeah. other thing that was deflating is the Kings knocked down six, three pointers in the first quarter. Okay. Okay. They made six the rest of the game. They oh were six of 13, six of 13 mm. in the first quarter. They finish the game 12 of 40. That was one of the stats I forgot to mention on the post game show. And I really wanted to, cause yeah, that alone, it felt, it started to feel like, are, are we settling? Are we settling for I these I feel like threes? they got some good looks, but yeah, I mean, I, they did. And this is where, again, it's a lot. I, you know, I'm trying to be careful here because, you know, I, this is my first reaction right after a game. Yes. I like to go back and watch. But, God, just being there tonight, I went, I didn't feel like the pace was what it was in, against Utah. They, I didn't feel like they were getting into their stuff. I felt like, honestly, even with Fox, I'm like, you got to we got you got to push here. This is a team that doesn't want to run. Yeah. And they did such a good job against Utah getting into their early offense they didn't do that tonight. And I felt like everything was slow, maybe a little over dribbling. You know, Davion Mitchell had a rough, really 10 minutes where he over dribbled, had a couple of bad turnovers. I thought Keegan, even though he, I thought he had some really strong moments defensively tonight that I want to highlight. There is one play late. He's driving and it's like he's driving in the no man's land, leaves his feet, turnover. He had four turnovers tonight. Yeah. And they just, all of them felt so costly. Yeah. It, well, they were because every possession was starting to matter in this game, especially when they lost the lead like they did, um, especially when they got in that hole that they were in. And and it wasn't – what I liked is that you still saw them – you don't see the Kings give up, and that was something that they did last year. And even in this game, I know, like, they fought back. The De'Aaron tried to will his way back into this one, making some of those clutch threes, whatever. Not even that. It was like, even after deflating play, you don't see the body language just go down. And I appreciate that about this King squad. It's like, they make those mistakes and then they just like, they get back yeah. up and keep going. But the only thing is, it was like, I think those mistakes messed with them mentally or something. Cause well, like, I didn't see it here. You know, the but other I thing that got here. to them tonight, what? it was physical and mm. I'm sorry. They just have to embrace the physicality. Someone matched their physicality. Morgan, it was physical and they were complaining a lot to the officials. Yeah. Like last year, they did a pretty good job of just letting things go. We got to, you know, they, they really had a mindset of like, Hey, all right, next play, next play. There was a lot of looking at the officials. Also, I completely understand. We've all played basketball. It's annoying as shit. When an official makes misses a call, but you also, you shot 29 free throws yeah. tonight, right? You had yeah. 29 free throws. They had 14. So you were getting some calls. It wasn't a perfect game. There were mm -mm. definitely missed calls. You got to keep playing. And yep. I don't need so much looking back at the officials, arms up. Because that takes and, you out of the game. Especially against this team. Yep. All right. Yep. Golden State is nasty. And, and it's annoying at times, too, when you feel like Golden State is going to, like, officials are going to have certain biases with certain players like it's going it's going to happen these are humans like these are not robots and 
Um, I know that can be deflating, but what I liked in the beginning of the game, I felt like the officials were letting both teams yeah. get really physical and kind of go back and forth and not calling things. And then, then when the Steph Curry, like ticky tack, like, Oh, he cries about something and he gets the call. And I say, but I say that because it's like, that happens with all stars in this league. Like they can just do something and it's like, really, really that's. We're, we're going to call that or Chris Paul does his little thing. But I mean, you're going to see De'Aaron start to do that against other teams too and try to utilize his stardom in the league. But, um, but yeah, but otherwise that, I think it was just like a mental thing for the Kings. They were in their own head. They were complaining to officials at times and just making small, small ticky tack mistakes. Yeah. Um, and again, I you could check me on this, and the sure. chat could check me Love on this, this because you know when you you lose a game, you start looking at everything. You're like, what about this rotation, and what about this? Talk and about this free throws. What you got? I felt like tonight, and I I get like, hey, all right, Herder didn't have it going, so they they took him out. He was getting targeted, wasn't making his shots. Okay, let's go with Duarte. Duarte played with physicality, but. Mm-hmm. I need to see more Malik Monk. And I, I felt like there were stretches where when the Kings aren't getting into their offense, having another playmaker, a guy that, let's be honest, when the Kings are, are starting to get owned a little bit here, I, I want to see a guy like him in the game because I know he can get hot. I know he is one of those microwave yeah. scores. I also know that he provides a little energy with his team. For he sure. can get guys involved. And, you know, Malik ends up playing 17 minutes in this game. And I got to look at the, the second half numbers when I get a chance. But, I don't know, I just felt like Monk should have played more tonight. I didn't feel... I, yeah, I didn't feel like he was being chaotic and... Um, taking the team down in any way when he was out there he played a minute 54 in the fourth quarter um yeah. and he played 614 so he played like seven minutes in the second half no but that, that's even that is tough to get your rhythm right and um either the trust wasn't there or maybe mike brown didn't feel like he was doing what he needed defensively but i said this to you in the car too i said i said the thing sometimes in games like this i wish mike brown would capitalize on what he knows that they're elite at and they're elite at scoring. They're really good at scoring. They're really good at putting points on the board. They're really good at when it comes to offense. And there was times I feel like they're focusing so much on defense, which by the way, you should, right? You want to stop people, but sometimes there's unstoppable people. And I'm like, Focus on what you're great at and do that right now. Like do that. And well, and, but, I, and here's here's the other point I was gonna make. I like seeing some. I, I want to go back and look at the lineups too. Uh, give me some Fox and Monk. Let allow Monk to run things. Tell have me your have lineup, Fox play off a ball. We saw Fox and Monk play the first like almost two minutes of the uh, fourth quarter. So I don't know. I just I want to see some more Fox and Monk. And I know we saw some of it for stretches, but. I don't know. Give me some more Fox and Monk. Take some pressure off of De'Aaron and then put De'Aaron on Steph. I think Mike Brown's also still like playing with the rotation. No, I don't yeah. think. We know. Like, come well, on. Well, I mean, I think the, the two spot, again, is something we've been talking about. And I know he was asked about it after the game. He was asked about, you know, Kevin Herter. Is yeah. there some thought on changing? And Mike kind of said, it's not just Kevin. We got a lot of things to think about. We got all these guys, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's clear, like, that's an area the Kings are going to have to look at at some point. And Kevin, like you said, is in his own head right now uh-huh. completely. And then Duarte, 
I love what he brings defensively. You just hope that like tonight was a bad shooting night. He shot the ball well against Utah. He sure. knocked down his threes tonight. He didn't. Those two guys combined to play. Duarte played 26 minutes. Herter was like 15 and a half. They combined for one of 12 shooting and uh, 0 for 9 from 3. Sometimes, and that's the other thing, We like as we're the second game in, there's going to be nights like that. Yeah. You know, no matter what, even if your team, they're, they're known for their shooting, even if players, like, they're still trying to figure out a flow. Hell, they're trying to figure out a flow of their rotations and who they're playing with and trying to get a feel for everyone on the floor when they're playing these NBA minutes. It's game two of the season. And I'm just I'm going to stress that more and more because I think when you look at last season, when the Kings started 0-4 and, and KZ Akpala was in their starting lineup, like we were all like, what's going on here? Remember Rashawn Holmes? Do you remember him? Yeah, Rashawn Holmes wasn't even playing. And I'm not saying like that's going to happen with Kevin Herter. Like they're going to find a role where he's not even playing. That'd be but, disastrous. But, right. But that's my, but my point is Mike Brown isn't afraid to experiment and still, and guess what you still had? You still had a guy like Rashawn Holmes not playing any games, buying in, being there for his teammates, and then getting a big game against the Lakers yeah. and, and, and contributing to this win. And like those adjustments could happen. I don't know with who. I don't know if that's even going to happen, but like, don't be surprised if it does happen last year. Uh, we appreciate all the people hanging out with us, watching us live. If you have not yet hit that thumbs up button, make sure you're subscribed as well. All it does is just help our channel grow. Chat is going wild. Tonight. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Can we can we get the overreaction of the night? What's okay? What? Uh, Scotty C says Mike Brown has lost the team. <laughs> Fire everyone! Yes, oh. love it. Love me a good little Friday overreaction. Morgan, you know, last podcast we debuted uh, a new thing we do, which is the player of the game. and The rock and soul player of the game. Let's just say we had a little debate right before the show because I said, Morgan, I think the player of the game tonight has to be Steph Curry. Like, are people going to get offended by that if we make Steph Curry the rock and soul player of the game? Well, uh, we settled on this after much deliberation. Because <laughs> I guess I'm soft. We have players of the game, and we got to give it up to De'Aaron Fox and And we need Steph to know Curry. if everyone's okay with this, okay? Because we're obviously starting to do our rock and soul player of the game every game now. And Deuce has a problem doing that with when the Kings lose with a player. But I'm like, I'm like, De'Aaron Fox. Was still he was just awesome, fantastic. I'm, I'm gonna say this in the future for Rock and Soul. Yeah, player of the game. If Curry has 41 and the Kings don't have anyone that does well, they it's th Steph Curry. Th we can give the opposing team player of the game. We're okay? not homers here. So yeah. like as much as we love the Kings, we are not homers, and that's why I I you're not wrong. So because we are sitting on the fence. Steph Curry and De'Aaron Fox are our rock and soul players of the game. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox at 39 points, 22 in the fourth quarter. Curry, 41 points. He has 91 in the last two games in Sacramento, of course. Our players of the game presented by Rock and Soul. Check them out. Who, who likes breakfast for dinner? Breakfast I do. Breakfast for dinner. 
breakfast well, for dinner. It opens daily at 8, p- 8 a.m. Breakfast served all day. It's right down the street from Golden One Center at 10th and S. We're talking about just six blocks away. Go get food at Rock and Soul Diner. It's amazing. They have TVs. They have the game on. So especially yeah. if you want to be there pregame, if you want to go there after game on a Friday and Saturday, they're open late. Yeah. Let's... um. We're bouncing around a lot here. Let's focus in on De'Aaron for a second. Um, I thought De'Aaron, that fourth quarter was special. I thought even his first quarter was great, too. He's just, the guy's a star. Yeah. Um, And it was incredible to see him take over late and even make that a game because the Kings were down like 18, and you're like, God, are they just going to roll over and lose big at home? They got the crowd back into it, and Fox just kind of put the team on his back. He made plays left and right. He did, and making his outside shots was pretty fun to see, going five for nine from three-point land, and um, especially with those two clutch threes there at the end. But his ability to get to the basket um, and and do it so effortlessly at time, it's not just going downhill now. I mean, now you're seeing these plays where some guys knocking away a little bit, getting their hands on it. He gets it back, does a little crossover, takes a, a screen from JaVel and goes around to the other side. It, like, it's very, and I'm not comparing it because people are going to be weird about that, but it's like what Steph Curry does a fantastic job of is the way that he just kind of flows on yeah. the floor. Like, it's his rhythm, it's his flow. And you're starting to see a little bit more of that with De'Aaron. It's not just one speed. It's he can change his speed. He can be light. He can be heavy. He can be strong. You saw that tonight. He had 39 points on 14 of 28 shooting. He knocked down five of nine from three in this game. He had five threes today in the game against Golden State. Yeah, I think Fox looks awesome. And it's, I think he's really turning into the total total package. I mean, he was an all-NBA player last year. Of course he was good. But yeah. I just think defensively, he's taken another step. And I, and I think offensively, he is the most comfortable he's ever been. He truly believes he can get to any spot he wants to on the floor yeah and when you watch him you're like yeah you can you can and it was it was pretty special to see his fourth quarter again he was known for that last year and then he drops in the second game of the season 22 of his 39 in the fourth quarter the king scored 30 points in the fourth 22 from De'Aaron Fox Golden State had 23 points in the quarter De'Aaron had 22 so obviously pretty special stuff can we talk about Steph Curry for a sec, Morgan? We already did. No. What else about this guy? Well, I, I said this in the pre-show. Yeah? I, for a long time, have respected Steph so much. So much, right? Like, hey, what's Davidson, the smaller guy? And he, you know, the ankle stuff early in his career, what yeah. he's turned into. It's interesting how now that the Kings are good, ah. I'm starting to... Steph's starting to creep his way into I don't like him territory. Dude, Morgan, I'm going to pay closely. You know, we watch Barf. a lot of NBA. I'm, have you seen him taunt a team oh more than the Kings? This is the second game of the regular season, and he is taking his joy. and one, his and one oh three, and just going ding, uh, ding, 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 ding. Uh, I, I, it's like, I remember back in the day. How much I hated Kobe and Shaq. Hey, he's, moving. Kobe and he's Shaq. moving to that territory. I'm he, dead serious. He's not there for me because, like, there's so many other times where I'm just like super fascinated by his play. But when he does that shit, I'm like, you are rubbing it in the face. And it's not only is it deserved, you can do that, but I can be annoyed. And I'm very a night, night. Yeah. 
I get it though. He's he's that good. He can do what he wants, and I think he's starting to feel a little bit different about the Sacramento Kings. Obviously, I Dude. mean the whole shoe deal with uh, De'Aaron Fox. You know, like right yeah. there alone, just him becoming a household name is understanding what the Kings and De'Aaron are developing into. The guy's just iconic. The shots he makes, it, it just how we, we should never. I mean, I guess I'm more surprised when he misses. Like, I think he missed the first shot of the fourth quarter. I was like, okay. And then the, the Kings trapped him. And then there's nearly a turnover. I'm like, oh, my God. Wait, is this guy human now? Um, but he was ridiculous. I thought Chris Paul looked great tonight. Just kind of running the show for them. And, you know, it seems like he's a good fit. Having another guy to make good decisions. I Jordan Poole, as much as, like, people like his scoring yeah. ability, he's still a young player. Who knows what he turns into, especially in Washington. But he was beyond chaotic. Yeah, he was mistake prone. Yeah, Chris Paul is a guy that obviously is one of the great point guards of all time, and that's a huge upgrade from a decision making standpoint. He's one of the greatest floor managers yep. of all time. I mean, his vision. I sit at two different spots during the game, so sometimes it's behind the basket, and other times it's like um, looking at it courtside, but obviously up. And Chris Paul's vision from every angle is just magnificent it is it it's magical how he sees things you know like sometimes i'll be watching the game and i'll be like oh my god get it get him on the back door get him on the back you know but it's like obviously in a game there's big hands big bodies in the way they can't see things chris paul sees it all and he ended with uh what 12 assists on the night yeah 12 assists 10 points for this team and um he does his little veteran bullshit you know where he like acts like he gets hit and it's smart he makes smart moves and right now it's looking good for the warriors the kings are going to see the warriors again coming up next week by the way they have to go to san francisco and play him at chase you know if you were sick of this team well guess what you get to see him again when the kings go to the chase center um we talked about the Warriors the other night after they lost to the Suns. I think the key is can Kaminga and Moses Moody be guys that can help them this year to take pressure off some of the older guys, right? Like these two need to take a step. Yeah. I thought the Warriors bench was awesome tonight. I thought Kaminga had some really strong moments. He had 12 points, five rebounds, an awesome putback dunk mm. at one point. I thought Moody came in, just hit a couple of big threes to really crush the Kings in that third quarter. Both those guys are big for them. And so if they can get those contributions, I think that's vital to what type of success they can and have that's, this year. That's what they've been wanting to see. That's right. what they wanted to see out of these guys. And I think just not only because of experience and time is helping them grow there, but also even with guys like Draymond being out and them getting more minutes here, Jordan Poole not being there and just getting to see a different side of them and how they play. You know, these ball-dominant guys aren't playing. What can you contribute to this team? And you're starting to see a little here and there, and you saw it a little bit tonight as they both scored in double digits. Um, but they definitely felt way more confident and empowered when Steph Curry was just doing his thing. They're like, okay, well, we'll do that too then. And it it worked. I was talking to someone before the game about Andrew Wiggins. Um, and they're like, yeah, people are a little concerned about him right now because he didn't really, he didn't play for team Canada. Yeah. It looked like he didn't really play ball this summer. And you got to remember last year, he didn't play a lot, right? He came back in the playoffs, but he was out with an injury. Then the personal issues he had, there's some concern that like, he's not ready to go 
fully right now. And, you know, he hasn't really played well in their two games. He had some nice moments tonight, but he only played 25 minutes for them. Kaminga got 26 minutes for them. So I think they like what they're getting from Kaminga. It's just Wiggins is not bringing that kind of spark or energy at the moment. Um, What else did I want to hit on with this? Go ahead. I know who I wanted to hit on. Yeah. Domas Sabonis, because that was something else that you and I were talking about. You look at his stat line, you look at his double-double, and you go, holy shit, 19 points, 18 rebounds, 7 assists as well. I loved how strong he was. I loved the way that he was rebounding. He also had three steals in this game, a couple of big ones, too. One in the fourth that was big that turned into a deer and fox bucket in that little run they had in the fourth. Yeah, 19 points, 18 rebounds, 7 assists. And I'm sure you're wondering, what did Looney do? 8 points. 12 rebounds, 6 assists. Looney is so underrated. <laughs> I, before we go into Sabonis' yeah. game, what was your reaction when Looney crossed up Sabonis and dunked? Not, I did not have the same reaction as you, but I was not happy about it. People like, are using that clip now on social. See, I don't know. Chaos. Kevin O'Connor said that the king should upgrade from Sabonis. Fire yeah. Sabonis. Okay. <laughs> St- a couple of things. I don't understand the upgrade from Sabonis thing. Upgrade to who? No, get Jokic. Trade for Jokic, Deuce. Yeah. Trade okay. for Jokic. There's, there's like maybe a few guys that you would consider upgrades. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, long term, we've talked about yes. the Kings need some help at that four spot. 100%. Your athleticism, a guy who could play some defense too to help out in that regard. As far as Sabonis' game, yeah, I thought he had a good game, but I, you know, I, he missed like five shots inside the paint tonight. And the Warriors did a good job collapsing, being physical. Yeah. But like for the Kings to take a step, I'm sorry. Like you have to embrace that physicality. He had a couple of nice and ones inside. I felt like sure. too, where he was strong. But yeah, I mean, deal with it. You're going to get banged around. And in, in that, we've talked about this before. The games that he deals with it and he just takes it. Yeah. It it are some of his better games, you know, because I think a lot of people feed off of his energy too. And if he doesn't have that frustrated energy, guys are also going to just fall and be like, yeah, we can't be frustrated. We got to keep playing. Um, you know, our, our strongest player on this team right now is doing that same thing. And, um, yeah, the frustration showed at times, but at the same time, you're seeing him just like battle and put up, um, big numbers still. I think when it comes to his shooting and missing some of those easy shots, there's got to still be something, especially with the, against the Golden State Warriors, where it's like, it's back there. It's still there. I know he shot, he took two threes, 0 for 2. Um, I'm fine with that, you know, but like they're leaving him, you're being left open because they're like, we dare you anyway. And I just wish that was something that could just become a little bit more consistent once in a while. Like I think he hit one. Uh, in that jazz game, but, um, but yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna keep disrespecting your game. If you're not going to hit certain shots in the chat, cool says, I think Sacramento stopped playing at their pace and let golden state dictate the pace mm. until it got urgent and then, uh, made a game of, of it. Yeah. I mean, a couple of things. It was like, Everything went wrong. The third quarter, honestly, it wasn't the same type of thing that happened in game seven, yeah. but remember at halftime of game seven, the game was close. It was a game. The Kings closed this, the second period terribly tonight. Warriors had the lead going into the half. But anyway, the game seven was close. And that third quarter was offensive rebound, second chance opportunities, just crushed Sacramento and then missed shots. And I felt like tonight it was turnovers. And then they were missing shots. And then when you turn the ball over, you put your defense in a terrible spot. And this is the team that makes you pay. 
But I do agree with what Cool says. The Kings did not push the pace enough. And I, I don't know. And, and maybe I'm missing something. Maybe the opportunities weren't there. But I just felt like they played at a different pace against Utah. And they weren't doing that same thing against Golden State. And against this Warriors team with Paul out there, who's 38, yeah. Curry, Thompson, they don't want to run as much. And I want to I want to force Looney do to you run. Think, but do you think the Warriors maybe did a, a better job, too, of just, like, coming up and slowing them down? You saw at times, like, GP2, God, that one inbound play again. Yeah. I think it was Davion trying to throw it into Malik. And he, like, overthrew. That's, like, what happened basically in that preseason game, except it was GP2 coming over yeah. the sideline. But, yeah, like, those, those moments are so freaking deflating and if you're already not playing in rhythm and you're not playing your style um they're just the warriors just kept screwing with them more and more uh tomas says that was not the warriors pace it was chris paul's pace the warriors now have multiple paces and that's a good point you know it's again what cp3 brings to them is like hey he can control the game and he knows and then you have different paces with steph out there and how they stagger it play them together it, it's interesting. It's going to be even more interesting to see when Draymond Green comes back. Hell, Draymond could be back for that game Wednesday. Ugh, wouldn't that see, be dude, such a joy? Do you see they put him on the big screen during the game? They did. So they put they put Draymond on the big screen, and he was looking, and he smiled, and like, oh, oh, oh. you villain, dude, he was you taunting sick so much, man. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I love I love how much Sacramento just yeah. hates him. Um. But anyway, I thought the one thing I did like from Sabonis tonight, I thought he was really good at like pushing. Like he yeah. was he was getting out and pu- that that was actually I felt like if anyone pushed the pace tonight, it was him getting rebounds and pushing, trying to create something for Sacramento, and then they're missing shots left and right too. The three point shooting just was not good. And I felt like they still got good looks from three. So I don't know. I just look at this game big picture wise and go. I felt like the Kings had this game okay and they should have won this game tonight Ooh. that that's what annoys me with it well i know where i know where else to go with this too because i know where you're probably feeling that you're probably feeling that when the game started and keegan murray was not only making shots but he was also probably one of the better defenders for for early on tonight well let's go to deuces notes everyone's oh. fun game uh my first one two three my first five notes of the first quarter uh-huh. all keegan murray related oh and it was Keegan Murray defense. Keegan Murray did not make shots tonight. He was six of 16 in this game, three of 11, uh, but he had 16 points, seven rebounds, two steals. He did have four turnovers. One, he had a couple of really nice rebounds tonight. Like he went and got the ball. Yes. Tough rebounds. He had one for yes. a second chance opportunity. But in the first quarter, I noticed this. He got switched on to Steph Curry. He didn't get embarrassed. He uh-huh. contested a Steph Curry three that was missed. Now, could Steph, did Steph just miss the shot? Yeah, probably. But again, if you could stay in front and can get your hand up and contest Steph, to me, that's a win. That's good. You switched on to him. You did okay. Uh, he was defending Clay to start. Yeah. But he was playing physical. He was bumping uh, Clay. He staying was grabbing on him. them, staying lateral. Yes. Yeah. And that was encouraging. Like Clay's moving around. He's on him the whole time. I also noticed that, oh, it was in transition. Clay had it in transition. Keegan got back there and contested a shot at the rim Hell and yeah. Clay missed the shot. Uh Keegan with another great defensive play forcing um what's my note say here? He typed it and he oh, can't even see there it. There you go. No, cuz it gets stopped Morgan's off oh. the frame. So I had to look at the top. Keegan with another great defensive play forcing a Jonathan Kaminga travel. 
that was in the post. Hell yeah. And then he traveled. So the, it, I'm so encouraged by Keegan Murray's defense right now. I'm not worried about the shot. I think he'll hit the three. Um, but he had a couple of nice attacks today. I too. liked his looks from three yeah. though, too. Yeah, that was yeah. the other thing about him. It's like, I didn't feel like he was forcing anything. I liked the way that he was um, trying, trying to make sure he was being aggressive with his shot selection while also just making sure he was uh, taking some good looks. I love the way that he is trying to grow as a two-way player. I, yeah, I appreciate those things. I liked when he, like, I think he had, like, the first five points in this game. And the other guy that started contributing right away was Harrison Barnes. And then he started not taking enough shots for me. That was just one guy I wanted to see either be more aggressive or his teammates get him more shots, too. So last game, of course, Harrison Barnes had 27 points in the first half. Finished with yes. 33. is fantastic. He had 10 points in this game on four or five shooting, just one of two from three. I'm with you. I would just like to see a little of aggressiveness. And now I want to go back and watch to see like, okay, what were the opportunities? What did yeah. they look like? But I was even watching him during warmups. He's warming up with Barbosa and Barbosa is like contesting him. So Harrison's putting up all these crazy shots. He had like six in a row. I'm sitting next to Doug Christie going, we're going, holy shit. Yeah. I'm like, oh. And then the way he came out, I'm like, oh, is this another HB game? And then it wasn't there. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think it had a lot to do with the pace, the sloppiness tonight. The Kings just did not play a good game. Nope. De'Aaron Fox was a stud, and now you move on. Both teams are one and one. Both I do. Can I be one? honest? As I talk about it, I'm feeling a little better Thank about God. it. But I just, I don't like lo th them losing to this team anymore. It's just, it's, it's. I think annoying. that's what it is. It's There's annoying. And, and what's more it's annoying is that it's gonna. It's when I say it's gonna keep happening. It these two teams keep playing. So like this feeling could happen again with this team, but I'm glad that they're breaking it up and just playing against another California team on Sunday, the Lakers, another team that yeah. everyone hates in Northern California. Uh, we want to look ahead to that game in just a second. Bef um, I also want to ask you about the starting lineup and if you think there should be a change. We do have that as a poll question, but first Ooh. we should mention that tonight's podcast, this one, of course, our presenting sponsor, the one and only Northwest Exteriors. Ugh. We appreciate their support of the Deuce and Mo podcast. And Morgan, if Love you them. need windows done, why should people trust Northwest? Well, look, you can go to their sw their swipe. Their, you can go to their site and you can request an estimate. I mean, it's super easy, you guys. You just go there, you give them a call, you get a free quote, and it's the same thing that I did here. And I thought to myself, like, oh yeah, new windows. That would be cool. That would make my house look really good. Oh, no. I didn't realize it was going to do everything else to change my entire life. My energy bill, it's protecting yeah, my yeah, furniture yeah. because it has UV protection, noise canceling in the podcast room. Also, if you, you do it, it it's going to increase the value of your home. You're going to save you. money. And I think the best part is like, it's the process so so easy. If you go to the showroom, you pick out some windows, they come to your house, do all the measurements, blah, blah, blah. They go over everything, yes. right? They don't subcontract no. out to someone else that has to. No. And they handle the permitting too. The process is so easy. And so we highly encourage you to check them out. Go to their website, trustnorthwest.com. Of course, they big Kings fans too. Huge Kings Locally fans. Locally owned. And everyone who works there has been there like 20 years. The they're nicest. Awesome. The nicest. And we already have listeners that have been reaching out. So um, they're simply the best. Excuse me. No, no. Okay, no, That's sorry. not what you say. <laughs> This is what you say. 
Simply the best. Trust Northwest. Also presented by another new sponsor. Shout out to our friends at Sharif Jewelers. Talk about another locally owned place. They have been in the business for a long, long time. We're talking about the 80s. The 80s. Family owned. You go to any of their locations yep there's gonna be a member of their family there we went there the other day and like i was blown away obviously the jewelry is like amazing but when they're taking us behind the scenes and showing like oh doing repairs and custom pieces they do everything this is it's like a one-stop shop yeah. for anyone that has um fine jewelry you're looking for uh, a good jeweler or you're just looking to repair some of your jewelry or some people looking for engagement rings maybe you're getting married huh? maybe you're getting married they're the place to go too because it's like not intimidating no one's trying to sell you on anything they do custom jewelry 3d printing all these they're all about evolving and getting better and better in this business i think that's what makes them so special too obviously we already said locally owned so if you're just looking for something whether it is that engagement ring whether you're trying to repair uh, a watch or an old piece of jewelry make sure that you are checking out sharif jewelers yeah go there in person they're awesome and they're also king's fans and they support the deuce and mo podcast after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward Medela, the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward you put in the hours the energy the tough labor you are a fighter and Medela is your reward Medela, the mark of a fighter Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Morgan Reagan, my yes. poll question for the chat. And the chat's popping tonight. We appreciate so many people being here on a Friday night after a loss. The poll question was, yes. should the Kings make a change to the starting lineup? The options, yes, no, it's too early. And the other option is give it 10 days oh. or 10 games. Excuse me. 10 days. Just 10 days. Huh? Hey, hey, 10, give 10 days 10 games. Now. Of course, we're two games in. <laughs> okay. Right now. 47% of people say yes, 32% say no, it's too early, and 22% say give it two games. So, I mean, all fairness, I mean, we're, uh, did I say 10 days again? You, no, you said two games. Am I okay? <laughs> I don't know. I think you saw the 22%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got so, you. So, what's 32 plus 22, huh? It's 54% of people say, well, let's just wait. So, it's pretty close, right? Okay, yeah. Um, Where are you at with the starting lineup? Uh, do, are you to the point where, like, hey... I want to give it some more time. Let's see Herter knock down some shots and maybe everything kind of comes together. Or are you going, you know what? Like, you know what you need? 
give Duarte the opportunity to bring Herter off the bench. I, I, I think if... Or... Oh, there's another option. One that I don't think Mike would do. What? What, what? Malik Monk as a starter. Yeah, I don't I don't think that would be the I don't think that would be the direction to go. Um I just like the boost, the energy and what he provides with that second unit um and staggering the rotation with him there. Can I just add on one thing oh, about Malik? Please. I think out of all this shooting guard, I look at him, he's kind of a combo guard because sure. I think he plays some point guard for you, you know. Um, and he can be chaotic too. I'm not acting like he's perfect, uh-huh. but out of all the shooting guards you have, Kevin, um, Chris Duarte, yeah. Colby Jones, Malik, Malik gives you playmaking, scoring, he does attacking the paint touches that you and, need, and, he, and, and defensively, I was, he's not bad. That's what I was just about to add, actually. So yeah, no, it's I. I get how that could also be a step, and especially then you're playing more of him and De'Aaron together. And it's like, I don't think you're going downhill when you go to let's just set, let's just say Davion and Kevin. And and that's me obviously not knowing where Chris Duarte fits yet, even though I have a feeling that he is going to be pushed with his minutes as well, as long as he's scoring yeah. and playing defense. But um, but yeah, I'm not ready to make those changes. But at the same time, how many games in did it take last year for uh, Mike Brown to start making changes? He wanted to see what he had in NBA yeah. action, and then he made his decision. And his decision was the right decision. He it's not like he was like I'm going with offense. He went with what he had on this squad. And now this season, he has more depth when it comes to capable defenders, yeah. um one-on-one defenders like cuz I think Kevin Herter is is a fine defender. And when I say that, He's, I mean that with his IQ. I mean that with his hands. He was like one of the top guys in deflections last year with this and team. And steals, for yeah. sure. Yeah. it's There's going to be matchups where he gets exposed 100%. For and sure. let's be honest, the Golden State Warriors go, we just played this guy in a seven-game series. We know exactly like what we're going to try yes. to expose here. That's the other thing about tonight. I don't know about you guys. I felt like it was, I felt a little playoff gamey. Oh, no, Did no. Did it like from like... Had the effort, the celebrations by Steph, just the emotions of it all. Yes. It felt that way. Yeah, Steph looking just yeah. like he did in game seven almost. Yeah, no, all of the above. The the energy in the building. No, I'm I'm totally with you. And I think that feeling deep down, like is still going to sting with some players. So sometimes those emotions, we talked about this in our what to watch was how are they going to channel some of those emotions? Yeah. Well, De'Aaron Fox channeled that into elite play while other guys like Kevin Herter maybe channeled that into just like still being in his own mind about things. Um, I, I think some people might be like, Hey, you got to be careful. You don't want to put someone on the bench and really screw with them even more. I think Mike Brown has enough respect from these players that they wouldn't take it personally you yeah. know, well, and even if you do, you take it personal and, and then adjust. fix it. Yeah. I, I, here's my stance on it. I, just... I would not make a change at this point. Okay. I'm give, give me more games. Yeah. Okay. Cause you, you did have like an 82 game sample size yeah. last year with Kevin. Okay. But it doesn't mean like have a short leash and they had a short leash tonight, right? They, they took him out six minutes into the game. Didn't play him the rest of the first half, but they started him in the second half, right? They still gave him an opportunity to go out there and, and, and bounce back. And then, I'm, I want to just double check some things. He started the third quarter, came out at 614. 
Uh, and then he came back in the fourth quarter around 10.06 in the, in the game. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was tough. It's obviously something that um, we are keeping a close eye on. And I think there's even if he said he didn't look at social or didn't know anything, I'm going to say he knows things. And yeah. he knows things, too, because he's obviously being communicated with by his own coach. Yeah. So you can only imagine if that's out in the media and then he's hearing things, it's like, ah, oh, that narrative is out there, but it doesn't have to be a negative thing. It can just be like this role adjustment and then kill it in your next role. I also think there's a misconception out there. An enforcer to K nine in the chat brought this up to just about Kevin. And I I've heard this a lot. It says we forget about Kevin's start last year because he hasn't been that way since the start of last year. There's zero doubt that Kevin Herter was unbelievably red hot in the start of the season. In yes. October, however many games that was, I believe he was shooting 52% from three. We said at the time he wasn't going to shoot 52% from three the entire year. Yeah. His numbers dipped throughout the year. It went from 52% from three. I think he was in the 40s in November. December and January, 37.5%. Not bad. Yeah. February was the bad the bad month it was like 28 percent from three and then he jumped up to an absurd number in march people act like he didn't do anything in march i'm gonna bring up his splits because i just want to be accurate here yeah um because i again i think people are left with the last memory that in in that all-star they, weekend is in their mind but here i'm gonna give you the exact split numbers by month last year with kevin herter he shot 53 percent from three in six games in october in November, he shot 41% from three in 14 games. That's an unbelievably high mark. Mm -hmm. The next two months, I was right. He dropped to 37.5, 37.2, and then I said 28. He shot 29.2% in February. In March, he shot 51% from three. So he had two months where he shot above 51% from three. And then in April, yeah. four-game sample size. I uh -huh. want to make that clear. Four-game sample size. He shot 25%, and of course, in the playoffs, he was not good at all. So uh, Kevin still shot 40% from three last year. He still hit over 200 threes last year, which that was like one of four guys to do it. That includes Steph, Keegan Murray, Buddy Heald, yeah. and Steph Curry. So, um, I, yeah, I think that 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 take is wrong is my whole point there. So uh, I, I want to see Kevin get out of it. And may, maybe Kevin never gets out of it. Maybe he's just in his own head forever. I mean, we've seen it with NBA players before. The one that comes to mind for a lot of people who are old school fans, Nick Anderson in Orlando. This guy was a knockdown shooter, could hit free throws. All of a sudden, he couldn't make free throws to save his life. He ends up getting traded to Sacramento. He plays for the Sacramento Kings. The Kings get Doug Christie. Initially, Doug Christie was coming off the bench. Crazy. And then Doug Christie took his job, and Nick Anderson never got it. It back. happens. It happens. So. In in, I, I yeah. I I I hope Kevin Herter figures it out because yeah. not only when you look at those numbers, but you think about what he did contribute with this starting unit last year. So like, why would that just go away so damn quick? Well, should we look ahead to the next game? Look ahead. It's coming up quick. It's yeah, coming it up Sunday. It's at Golden One Center. Kings. And Lakers. Here we go. Lakers are one and one. They just beat the Phoenix Suns, and LeBron played 35 minutes and had 20-something points, and AD had 30 points. Yeah, and they had to come back to win that game. Yes. Uh, of course, the Suns were also playing without Devin Booker and Bradley Beal. Yes. It was a pretty ugly game, by the way. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> 
It, AD's a tough guy. I mean, that's when he's out there, like that's going to be a tough matchup for Sabonis um, because of his length. And when when Davis is on, game one, he wasn't on. He had 17 points in the first half against Jokic, did not score the rest of the game. Sure. Last game against Phoenix, he unbelievable said, effort. Yeah. He was awesome. I didn't like that narrative. Yeah. I didn't like people talking about that. Boom, I'm going to change that up. I'm sure he's going to try and feast on the Sacramento Kings, understanding that they don't have much size. You know, how much will JaVale McGee... Um, be going in and guarding him and just he knows to, his game a little bit yeah, played with him and won it, championship exactly yeah. match up against his size a little bit better um it's just going to be another interesting game when you look at rotations too because it's something we talked about with with matchups in this league when it comes to the sacramento kings and what they can do defensively and what they lack so yeah i'm i'm excited to see how they defend certain things um there's just don't let everyone else be good just yeah. and not well, to say, and the guy that's been a king's killer we've talked about so much is d'angelo uh, russell over the years and d'angelo hasn't really had a good start to the year no, of course he he's gonna get things going on <laughs> sunday I, I don't think he has he ever had like a bad game against sacramento i don't think so he is a king's killer steph is officially just a king's killer oh like, yeah he is like all-time king's killer now yes and d'angelo russell is like in the king's killer hall of fame too he like he is it he, which is such a weird one, but you're so right. There's something that he feels against the Sacramento Kings. And maybe it's just confidence. Maybe he's like, this is a, a, you know, not a very good defensive team. And so like his mindset is like, I can score. I can do my thing. Well, it's definitely a winnable game. Yeah. I mean, I a hundred percent think it's a winnable. They're I think, beatable. Yeah, of course. They're a hundred percent beatable. And it's going to be another fun atmosphere out there. Of course, the Lakers come to town, LeBron coming to town. It's always a big game. Um, yeah, I think the Kings will be fine. Like I'm not look, they're one on one. It I I I I think the the most irritating thing for me too about this yeah. is I just I need them to be better at home this year. And losing the first one's always annoying. You know, they were 23 and 18 last year on the home floor. Yes. They had a better road record than a home record. And establishing the front the home court to me is imperative this year. Even if they take a slight dip on the road, I can live with that, but you have to be better at home. I want to see you push for 30 wins on the home floor. And it's not it's not only because it's like, okay, for your fans, for your crowd, like they're all there, they're giving you that home court advantage, but it's like you it's again not capitalizing on something that should be making life a little bit easier. Uh the energy in the building, the um just being at home, waking up yeah. in your own bed. And you know what I mean? Like that alone, not traveling and not, not worrying about your sleep schedule. All those things should come into play when you're playing on your home court. So I, I didn't even, I, I just realized a couple of things that we need to get to. Yeah. What one, I have Kings Lakers tickets to give away. Oh, you do? Yes, and I have an idea for it, too. Okay. And it involves a new thing we're going to start in the show. Oh. And you can call it cheesy if you want. I don't think, I kind of like it. I think it's a good gimmick. So the yeah. thought I had was, I told Morgan, I said, we're going to have a jar. And after each game, we pick one moment, write it down on a post-it note, and we put it in the jar. And at the end of the year, we'll just kind of go through some of the fun moments and be like, dude, remember this game. That'll for example, here's the first moment we're putting in the jar from opening night. Yeah. I put the date, 10-25 game, one at Utah Malik Dunk. Malik Monk Dunk, rest in peace, Chris Dunn. Rest in peace, Chris Dunn. That goes That's in here. That's a great that one. That goes in here. That's a great one. So uh, my idea for tonight is what do you guys think the moment should be tonight? Ooh, and, and we'll pick the best one, put it on a yeah, post-it note, and, and put it in there? Yeah, and it could be 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And the person who has the one that ends up in this jar will win two tickets to Kings Lakers uh, coming up on okay. Sunday at Golden One Center. All right, we'll start typing them up, guys. Yeah. Um, can Let's I give see. you some candidates for me? I mean, I think if you're writing one down, that's interesting. What about De'Aaron Fox with 39 points, 22 in the fourth quarter? 22 in the fourth quarter alone. Yep. Um, let's see. What are people saying? Um, do you have any moments from today? I mean, and also I'm not, let's be honest about life. Sometimes there's challenges in life. Steph can be mentioned in it. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fox carrying the team in the last five minutes. I mean, his clutch moments. Yep. The two big threes and then taking it to the rack. McGee's dunk got mentioned. No, that's not. Come on. That can't be it. <laughs> Why? The pick and roll with well, yeah, it's not big enough moment. It's like we've seen it now. Um Rain throwing up on the court. No, he did not. Is that true? <laughs> Deer and Fox. That is such a baby son? thing to do. He pro oh, I wish he threw up, made Steph Curry <laughs> slip on it. Uh, someone said uh Keegan Murray opening night speech. That was kind of funny. Hey, um, Really excited to be here, Kings fans. I mean, that's cute. That is that a cute. That doesn't go okay. in there. Are you kidding me? Okay. Um, let's see. Sasha's first three at the home opener. Um, wow, no one's yeah, doing it for you? It, no, 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 no. You know what? I like Mike. Mike's. Okay, what's Mike? Is Mike's? that Mike or Miles? It's Miles. Let's go, Miles Mansker. Right, Miles, if you're in Sacramento. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah, make um, sure you're in Sacramento. Let us know. I'll check on that. I think it's great. Fox and Curry duel in the home opener. I think that's the one. Okay. Fox and Curry. So um, if you're in Sacramento, you can go to the game. Uh, Miles, go to deuceandmo.com. Click on contact. Give us your information. And uh, we'll give you two tickets to Kings Warriors coming up on Sunday night. Yeah, Kings Warriors tonight. The moment of the game. Fox and Curry duel. We'll put how many for Steph tonight? He had 40, 41 one points. And 39 for... 39 points for Fox, 22 in fourth. And that is our second one to go in the jar. I like it. I mean, I do like baby puke game that we're seeing. You know what? We're at... Well, well we can't give it away, but... We can't... Deuce, Deuce won't put it on there because then he feels bad that he have doesn't a have tickets. We have a winner. And I also... I, I have not gotten confirmation about this oh, yeah, baby yeah. rain. It could have been a different baby. Are you sure it was rain puking? He was puking in disgust over <laughs> Steph Curry's beautiful freaking game. Deuce uh, and Mo, I appreciate says, The rain comment should have won. Well, Nate, when you hold a contest and have tickets to give away, you can do that. All right, Nate? But you can leave it for to Deuce Mason who picked one, Okay. <laughs> If, I, I, I will add a, just a slight note that some people think. Should I add that on there? Sure, Deuce. Sure. Baby. Rain. rain. Puke game. Puke? Question mark? Oh, Unconfirmed. good job. Well, let's Unconfirmed. get confirmation. Yeah, let's hit up Verse and ask. Yeah. <laughs> we're saying, hi, we were. <laughs> Can you confirm We know that? we shouldn't be bothering you, but we need confirmation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then we'll cite our sources. That's funny. <sighs> Any other final thoughts from this one? No, I'm I'm kind of with you. You know, it's funny. Like I have one. Jesus, what? I like I. Sorry. Was... No, you're right. You're right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just don't let me forget. Obviously, it's called a final thought, and you're supposed to give your final. My final thought is I felt good at the beginning of this, and now I feel a little worse. 
than I did just kind of breaking certain things down, being like, oh man, um, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of flaws, but it's game two, so I'm not worried. Okay. What's, I'm what's not, your I'm final not thought? Either. No, uh, my final thought has to go to something I've seen. It's all pregame. And I've met this Kings fan. Seems like a nice guy. It's a guy that shows up to almost every game dressed as Kevin Herter. But I can't help but look at him and go, it looks like Steve Kerr. He looks like Steve Kerr. He, it looks like Steve Kerr put on Kevin Herter's uniform that's a good point. and headband. That's a good point. Also, you, does he fully live the gimmick and do it all the time? We we talked about this on post game, and Matt Barnes goes, "Look at Kevin Herter's body language." He goes, "People are saying this guy looks like me. Like hell no, I don't want that." And I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, just because he has red hair and shoves on his jersey. That's Steve. That is Steve Kerr. Yeah, that guy should go to Warriors games and try to act like Steve Kerr. That um, would be. That would honestly. That could maybe work. <laughs> Also, so dumb. you know what reminds me? So years ago, some people in Sacramento, I mean, I don't know if anyone's going to know this. There was a time in Sacramento in my early 20s okay. when the Giants were winning World Series that a guy in Sacramento that was pretty active in the nightlife scene yeah. had like a black beard and he like tried to look like Brian Wilson of the Giants. Okay. I always thought that was so weird. And then the Clay Thompson guy, which I think was more funny. Until he, but there's some people who just like embrace like this whole cosplay thing. I mean, you could, if someone, you could be any generic white guy funny. in the league. If someone dressed like me all the time, I'd be a little concerned. You should be. <laughs> you should be. Anyone that just buys in all. I mean, he's not dressing up as as um, Kevin Herter on the streets. I'm gonna say this. He was wearing this tonight. I saw him before a playoff game. And huh. I think I saw him at FanFest wearing this. Okay. Well, I think he is Kevin. Like, he is he's Kevin like, Herter. I am Kevin Herter. <laughs> Put me in, coach. That's that's who's actually been playing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that explains Would it. Would the real Kevin Herter come How out How do we play? not notice it? That was, it was him who played. That's so messed up. We Kevin will be fine. We laugh so we don't cry. Yeah, that's um, what it no, is. No, but that, that guy's living the gimmick, man. He's living the he's gimmick. loving loving the gimmick, <laughs> living and loving oh, the my gimmick. God, uh, of course we're gonna be back live coming up on Sunday night. We are live after every Kings game. I also want to encourage you guys to check out our YouTube page that you're on right now. We posted like two things today. Yeah, we're posting content almost daily. And shout out to you guys. We just had our biggest month ever when it came to YouTube views. Like we have more views this month than we've we had April of last year. It keeps going up. We've all we've also surpassed our views for the whole year, year of last year already in October. And our whole point to that is I'm like, hey, hey, we're so cool. Look we're, at it's, us. It's literally saying thank you. Thank you for like you sharing our content, hitting the thumbs up, subscribing. All that does is help us get more exposure. You are and supporting it means, a small business, yeah. a local small business. And we just, we owe you everything. So thank you. Yeah. And, uh, also thanks to everyone who sent some love. I, I, we didn't talk about this last night chat, but I'm super excited that oh, I have yeah. a bigger role on NBC sports, California this year for Kings pre and post where I'll be doing videos every game, but also, uh, I'll be on pre and post with Morgan every You'll once in a while. On. Some do some mo takeovers, and you know what? You guys make some more noise about it, and you guys like it. Maybe they'll be like, you know what? We got to get some more Deuce Mason on. But I am beyond shout it beyond grateful that I get to do this in my hometown. It's surreal to me still that 
I, I'm from Sacramento. I grew up rooting for the team, fell in love with it, and now I'm I'm working on the TV broadcast. And like we said, if it wasn't for this, we would not be doing that. So thank yeah. you for always pushing us um, to be able to do things like with NBC and everything. You guys are the best. Give me a hell yeah. Oh, you guys Let's go. Me Any other thoughts? That's it. It's been so fun, guys. Enjoy your Friday and Saturday. We'll be back live Sunday. We love you guys so, so, so much. And don't worry. We got a lot more games to go, baby. Buckle up for this roller coaster ride. See you Sunday. Bye. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. The podcast that you know. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.